0: so before i dive into today's episode with the beautiful kylie i just want to remind you that the doors are open for my freedom and profit accelerator group coaching program which means if you are a photographer and you are ready to start and build leveraged income streams this could be the program for you so whether you've watched the masterclass, if you haven't you need to go do that or you want to just head straight to the link to book a call with me jump over now i've put the link in the show notes you can book a call with me and we can jump online and see if we're a good fit to work together this is a group coaching experience for six months to really help you build out additional income streams so that you're not relying every single month on photography work getting clients the feast and famine cycle it's all about creating additional income streams so just follow the link In the show notes, if you would like to jump on a call with me, these are a 30-minute call and we will just chat about your business, see if we're a good fit to work together, see what you're doing so far and what I can help you achieve in the next six months. So as I said, hit the link below and book a call or you can follow the link and watch my free masterclass which spells out exactly what we will be doing over the next six months together and you can watch that and see what it's all about. All right, let's dive into today's episode where I am talking to Kylie. Now, Kylie is an incredible business owner. I love this conversation because she also helps people build leveraged income streams, but she is a birth worker and she helps other entrepreneurs build birth working businesses or doula businesses without having to always rely on clients every single month. So it's a lot like our photography business that we, you know, can be called away. Our hours just can be eaten up really quickly when we've got other family commitments. So I absolutely love this conversation with Kylie because it's very parallel to the way I operate with my photography business and how I encourage my clients to have leveraged income. She's doing exactly the same, but with birth workers and doulas. So this is an episode you really want to look at it. You need to listen and have an open mind and consider how this is very similar to your business, especially if you have a service-based business, if you're a photographer, a creative entrepreneur, or perhaps you're a birth worker or a doula as well. So let's dive into this episode. I'm excited to introduce you to Kylie Banks. Hey, hey, you are listening to the Freedom Boss Podcast. This is a new way of thinking and a new way of doing business. Gone are the days of hustling hard, trading time for money, and overcomplicated strategies that see you confused, overwhelmed, and asking for the nearest exit. I'm making it my mission to simplify business so you can work less and earn more, and genuinely have a life full of freedom and abundance. In these weekly episodes, not only am I sharing my own journey and how I've built successful businesses, but I'm also interviewing other incredible entrepreneurs who are killing it in their business and in life these episodes are a healthy combination of inspiration and practical strategies that will see you build a business and life that you truly love let's dive into today's episode right now hello kylie welcome to the podcast i am beyond excited that you're here and i know that this is going to be a golden episode for my audience because we have such similar ideas about transitioning from service business to um, creating leveraged income. So please thank you for being here first and welcome. And can you please introduce yourself to my audience?
1: Yeah, thank you so much, Liz. I'm super excited. We had a lot of fun before we hit record. So I know this is going to be amazing. (laughs) Um, My name is Kylie Banks and I'm the owner of birthworker.com. And I started my business actually just three or four years ago as a childbirth educator and birth doula. And I pivoted very quickly to creating online birth courses because I realized that being on call, the amount that I had to be on call to make enough money was not sustainable for me with a newborn at home. And very quickly, my online birth courses totally took off. And I realized about a year and a half, two years later, that my audience was now full of doulas and childbirth educators that literally just wanted to do what I did. They've been following me since the beginning. And they're like, Kylie, how the heck did you do that? So now I created birthworker.com and I teach doulas, childbirth educators, midwives, lactation consultants, how to really build a sustainable business. And so I'll jump into my three-pronged approach really quick, just so you guys can see where I'm coming from. But I love teaching women how to be on call, attend births in person when they want to, but not have to rely on that for income. And then the second prong is live online things like workshops or one-on-one coaching live on zoom and then the third piece of it is something creating something passive so that looks like ebooks pre-recorded online courses whatever that looks like so if they can combine those three things that's when i think they can truly create a sustainable business that fits their lifestyle And it can get them off of that rat race of them trying to conform their life to what they think, quote unquote, think birth work should look like, which is actually very similar to photographers, actually. So I love that we're having this conversation.
0: Yeah, and that is why I'm so excited about this conversation because it's literally the same same thing, you know, going from being on call, so having to serve clients. And um, I was saying before we jumped on that, I did birth photography for a little stint and I found it so challenging because being on call when I had little kids, to go and attend other people's births. I got to the point where I was like, okay, if it's a planned Caesar or a planned induction, I can be there. But then um, I was booked in for one. And unfortunately she went into labor so much earlier and I was out bush with no service and I couldn't get there and she had a baby. And that was a, a real eye opener for me. And I was like relying on that on that service and that income was really really hard um especially when i was trying to make a business out of that so i i really love the parallels that we have between something that is a service component so your doula train like your doula services or um you know we call them doulas in australia as well but you know birthing experts whatever you want to call it and having to be on call and rely on making an income from that and then being able to, I always say like top up your income. So you might still love your service. so love being a doula, but, and correct me, but I'm I'm feeling like we're on the same page here, but rather than having to rely, say you wanna make 10 grand a month and you have to have 10 clients at a thousand dollars, whatever the maths are, I always keep it really simple. I'm not a mathematician, (laughs) but instead of having the 10, maybe you only wanna have one or two in a month, and then finding a different way to create income. So I call it the leveraged income. You know, passive income, which which you were talking about as well. And so that's why I love this so much, is because you're doing the exact same thing for what I encourage my photographers to do. You know, have products on the back end, have some kind of income that's passive, like a course or an ebook. Or um, I think I saw that you encouraged. You know, like. Um, meditations and cards and all sorts of things that you can still make money off without having to provide that service. So I just love that you are doing this. And I'm sure so many women are, you know, in awe of what you're doing, but it's also just giving people that flexibility, especially when you have young families.
1: Yes. Yes. And, you know, I actually think it makes you a better doula and even a better photographer when you stop saying yes to every single client that wants to work for you, work with you, because not 100% of people are aligned. And so if you're saying yes to everyone that wants to work with you, it's like you're not actually serving yourself or those people really well. So imagine instead, you don't have to take on photography clients or birth clients for money. And instead, you're just taking the ones that are 100% aligned. You are so excited to photograph them or go to their birth, but you're not counting on that for money because the money's coming in. The money's fine through your other more leveraged products and offers. So yeah, you're spot on. And I, I think it's not only are we serving our clients better, but we're living a more aligned lifestyle. We're able to to say yes when we want to say yes and you know say no when we want to say no. We don't have to count on that for money.
0: Yes, yes, you hit the nail on the head there for sure, because that's one thing I encourage because a lot of people struggle to put their price up as well. And what I found is when I needed less clients and I could really serve them, like it became so I went from, you know, smashing out a newborn shoot for an hour or two hours to then being able to spend like have quality time with them before the shoot, get their get their setup correct and then after the shoot I would give them a beautiful um, viewing session and it was so chilled and relaxed I wasn't pumping them through like a production line so therefore I could I could increase my prices as well because the value I was offering was like so much more knowing that I only needed one or two a month instead of you know, 20 <laughs> to make my income because we had the leveraged income on the other side, the pa- the products, and we were still making the money on the other side. So it's it's super valuable to be able to create this.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I want to go back to something you mentioned, which is you were able to change your packages to honestly better serve your clients. And I actually, that's something I see in the birth world right now, which is so many doulas out there, 99% of them, they have the exact same package, which, you know, it, it's very status quo. And you could say, well, I got to do what the other doulas are doing. Cause that's what everyone's doing. I have to do that. But actually, I think we're going to start seeing a shift where it's actually the more in-depth support, the more customized packages, the higher price point is actually what women are, are looking for now. They don't want to just do the two prenatal appointments and then have someone come to their birth. They want almost like a group coaching program mm-hmm. where you hire this doula, you get her for 12 months, prenatal support, birth support, postpartum support, coaching, the weekly check-in, maybe Voxer all of that stuff. So that's something that I'm really excited to to work with my students and clients on is, okay, throwing out everything status quo about birth work and figuring out what do you actually have to give these clients to really transform their birth experience. And a lot of times it's way more than, like I said, the two prenatal appointments and the birth and the one postpartum appointment. We got to move beyond that. And I'm definitely seeing that transition.
0: Yeah, it's so true because I think... um And I was talking to somebody about this the other day, like people just, I feel like since, you know, the world was locked up for two years as well, but people are craving connection. I feel like there is just this money is, you know, people bitch about the recession and what's going on and everything. But if they are going to get an intimate experience and they're going to get somebody to hold their hand. And most cases I would, I would be sure like a duelist, if you meet a family first time around mums are scared you know and they don't just want that to two sessions and what you talked about they want to know that you care and that you're going to support them and at the end of the day they're going to pay for that because they want that and they need that and it's by you not chasing additional clients, you are able to provide that. So it's like your value increases, your service increases, and then you have this beautiful connection. And I'm all about that too. Like with my, I live in a really small town and I was a newborn photographer. And when I first moved here, everyone said to me, you're not going to make it because there's only 200 babies born here a year. And like 1% all get High quality newborn photos at the price point I was charging, and I was—they're like you have to do weddings, and I was (laughs) not giving up my weekends never. Um, So I really made a conscious decision to make my clients love the service. You know, I built a custom studio, I built beautiful bed. um, They would come in, they'd have access. I even had change tables, and they could get coffee and water and all that sort of stuff because I wasn't pumping them through. And then it became like, once they fell in love with me for their first baby, cause I nurtured them, they were a client for life. And then when I said to my client, like I talk about upselling products, they wanted everything I was selling because they had that beautiful experience with me. And they knew that it meant they could get an album that yes, it was more expensive than going to Kmart or buying online, but they trusted me. And that, I I feel like that would be the same, like with your doula service, if you nurture somebody for a few months, chances are they're going to have number two and number three, sometimes number four baby with you. And that's, that's what happened in my experience that I would have clients for life. Like even now they're, they're all stressing because I'm not doing the newborn thing anymore. And they're like, where are we going to go? And, and I would stick with a family for so long. So it's not even about just having to sell, sell, sell and all that. It's about elevating the experience and then charging for it to the point that they feel like they've got their value for money, but you're also making really good money. So I love that you say that.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I I just got this idea while you were speaking. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned this year, it's only February, but one of the biggest lessons I learned is that if you're creating a new product, you don't have to create a new product for a new audience or a new community. What else can you create for the people who are already in your life? What else can you create for the people who did the newborn photography with you? that now they're going to come back and spend more money with you because they already love you. They're your hype team. Anything you create, they're going to buy. That's like, that's what I'm focusing on now. Not going to find new, new audience and new, a new community, new clients. Just how can I serve my current clients better? And that's exactly what I did with this. I just had a launch. It was a pre-sale. It was a hundred thousand dollars in one week. And that was it. 66% of the people who bought were past clients. And it's because I serve them well. So serve fewer people very well, charge what you're worth. Yeah, and they're gonna keep coming back for more.
0: Yes, that's exactly what I I tell my clients as well. It's like, stop chasing and turn around and chances are you've got clients already willing to buy from you. And it makes me laugh because we talk often about, you know, holiday seasons coming up and people will spend money on ads or they'll go chase new people, new audiences. And I say to my clients, have you emailed your past clients and let them know that these sessions are coming up? Because majority of my clients, if I had a holiday session or something that was you know, coming up, I would book out before I even put it on Facebook because I had that experience. And so, it, as you said, it was like, Everything I would sell, they would just keep buying. So even when I transitioned to an e commerce product, I built a product that was aligned with the clients. Even though I wanted to sell it to Australia wide, initially my thought was, what could my clients, you know, all these mums that I've been serving for the last 10 years, what could I sell that they might like? They don't have to like it. Within like a few weeks, they pretty much, the majority of them bought it. You know, it was low ticket, but instead of yeah chasing new people all the time and being in that industry where your service can just be over and over again so i'm super passionate about that that's like i scream that from the rooftops turn around and see who you've been serving sell them something else that they want and really get to know your audience survey them talk to them when they come in when you're meeting them for the first time you'll get to know what's going to what they need and want next
1: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I have to tell you a funny story. Um, I'm in a group coaching program and the mindset coach, I brought her an issue almost exactly a year ago. And I said, Claire, I pulled my audience to see what they want from me. And I asked them, this was the very first offer I created for birth workers. So I used to teach moms, right? So now I'm teaching B2B, business to business. And I pulled them on Instagram and 110 people filled out a survey saying they want a doula training program, but I wanted to teach them business. And only five people said they were interested in a business offer. So I just was dragging my feet. I was like, oh, Claire, what should I do? I told Claire, you know, I think I could launch a doula program this fall. And I think I could make 50 grand. And she goes, Kylie, Launch the program, make fifty grand, and then go create your business program. Like fifty Jeez. grand is huge. Well, turns out I ended up making two hundred and fifty grand with that doula training program. Um, launched it in the summer. I didn't even wait till the the fall time. Like I know you guys don't do seasons in Australia very much, but until like the <laughs> September October time. Um, and yeah, it was it was absolutely insane. So listening to my audience and. And not necessarily giving up what I want, but doing it in a way that served me too, absolutely led to the financial freedom that everybody talks about. <laughs> yeah. And and I actually fell in love with it, and it's it's now I ha- I served 150 students paying two thousand dollars essentially, and now uh, I doubled my price, and now it's a limited to ten people per month type of thing, because now I'm I found a way to do it in a way that I like. Because when I came to Claire, it was like, you know, I don't really want to do that because, you know, I don't like how everyone else is doing it. But I did it that first time how everyone else was doing it because I was scared to go to go do my own thing. But now I'm not scared anymore because I validated my offer. I've made enough money. I've had 300 students through that program. So now it's okay. Kylie's going to do what Kylie wants to do this year. So that the new program actually launches in March. And it's a true group coaching program. Um, six months long, four thousand dollars. and I cannot be more excited. But it all started from that one decision of like, you know, do what your audience wants. they they, they love you for a reason, they're asking for something for a reason. So even if it's not hundred percent aligned, maybe making that money is then gonna allow you to go do what is a hundred percent aligned. And it's kind of a roundabout way. And I don't even know that I would tell my students to do that. I would probably tell them if it's not a whole body, yes, it's an F no. <laughs> but I'm just really glad that Claire told me that because it, it changed my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's so, so interesting. And one of the things that I find, and I'm, I'm sure you probably find it too, is that transition from they have been doing the service and then they want to become an educator or they want to create something else. And we can go up against mindset hundred percent like you know the imposter syndrome who am i to teach i haven't been in the industry long enough who you know all of those mindset funks that we all come up against but one thing i keep saying is look for the lowest hanging fruit something that will generate the confidence because our brain is going to try and keep us safe doesn't it it's like you cannot do that because you will fail (laughs) i don't know about your brain but that's what happens and but it's like, you have to chip away at it. It's like a muscle. You have to work it every single day. So sometimes finding the lowest hanging fruit and just gaining that confidence, like you knew those people were going to purchase. That's what they wanted. And sometimes it's just about getting it, getting the the validation that, okay, I can do this in this format that worked. I got paid for it. Now I can go and do something bigger and better and i had the similar experience when i was like i had been a photographer 15 years and i was like okay this online education thing sounds pretty cool i went for the lowest hanging fruit i was i had an e-commerce business i was a photographer and i thought okay what can i create and i did the same thing i was looking around on the internet what are people asking for and i kept seeing people say this is right in the height of covid and i kept seeing people's, Saying they wanted um, product photography, and they were all the postage in Australia was a nightmare. So people were sending me. I was doing product photography because I had to close my studio, um, and they were sending it to me. And things were getting lost. There was delays. They weren't getting their photos quick enough because by the time it got to our postage and all the stuff that was happening. And then I got really, really bored of talking to perfume bottles and I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I found the gap in the market and I was like, I didn't necessarily want to do that. That wasn't my long-term plan. But at the time I was like, okay, people want that. I've never been on camera. I don't know how to teach. I'm just going to give it a crack because that's what people want. And I was doing the photography of products anyway. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just, tell them what I'm doing while I'm doing it and see how it goes. And I launched it because I had the hot audience and they all bought it. And I was like, holy, look at that. You know, and within six months, I was like, okay, I love the business and all that sort of stuff. So I got got more into business coaching, but it was the validation. It was the validation that I needed for me to activate that part of my brain that says, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be hard. It's kind of scary, do something easy, something that people want, and then you get to go big, you know, then you get to make that transition. So it's so cool that you did the exact same thing. You looked for something low hanging. And it's what I say to my clients as well. I'm like, what is the lowest hanging thing you can find right now? that somebody's going to buy. And if they've been a family photographer, sometimes it's a little low ticket course on how to take better photos of your kids with iPhones. And all it's going to do is validate your ability to teach, your ability to know tech, your ability to make a little bit of money that feels passive. And all of a sudden it just lights this fire inside you instead of just going to look at that massive coach who's doing all this incredible stuff and think, okay, what can I do now? What can I serve? What start small rather than go big or go home. Like I'm a big fan of go big or go home. But in these cases, sometimes it is the small offers and the small things that our clients want just to get us that momentum, get the the moss rolling on the rock, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I mean, look at us now. I I think I can say this for the both of us where it's like, I know that I could create anything now. Mm. Anything that I create is going to be successful now. I just know it. And it didn't start off that way at all but I've done it over and over again. I've proven to myself especially with investing in myself. You know, I the very first time I invested $2,000 into my business, I hadn't even made $2,000 yet. I did Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy. We had roommates in our house cuz I couldn't afford my house. Um 2 months later, I made $14,000. Okay, let's invest Four thousand dollars. Two months later, I made twenty thousand dollars. Okay, let's go invest fifteen thousand dollars. Two months later, I made hundred thousand dollars. So I've done it so many times now that I've just proven to myself. But I didn't start where I am, of course. But it, it is really cool how that that external validation in some way definitely keeps that fire going under your ass. Like you know, I can do anything that I put my mind to.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. And and investing in ourselves can be so challenging <laughs> Can't
1: it? especially it can... before you've made money or before you see that back yeah it it can be hard yeah
0: yeah yeah and it's scary and what I find and I don't know if this is the same in your industry and I've been speaking to a lot of people like this recently is like they will buy the how-to of the you know they might be the same with you like become a doula what does that look like okay so for me it's like I want to be a photographer, I'll go out and spend $5,000 on a camera. And that's great. But if you don't know how to make money with that camera, I actually say to people, you're better off with a $200 camera, learn how to make money from that, and then upgrade, where we are so ingrained in learn the the concept or learn your skill. And it's the money's just going to naturally fall in. Whereas I'm like, no, you can, you have to learn the business to make the money in order to, you know, have a business, like most of us, I don't know about you, but we step out of corporate and we're like, I'm going to run a business. Absolutely. I'm going to buy a camera and I'm going to start taking photos. Oh, the guy down the street, they're charging 50 bucks, right? Well, I'll be 30 bucks, you know, because <laughs> that, that's what they're doing. So it must be okay. Rather than investing in ourselves into coaching and business and the actual business, because once you've got business foundations sorted, you can grow, can't you? You you get more money back and then you can invest more and you keep doing this stepping stone. But if you just focus on your skill, then you will get nowhere.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. And in the birth community, it looks like, well, let me do this certification and that certification and let me learn more because parents aren't going to hire me unless I'm an expert. And if, with photography, it's like, they're not going to hire me unless I have that really fancy camera. And it is, it couldn't be further than the truth. Absolutely not. And so, yeah, I I tell people jump off that hamster wheel of self-doubt of, I need to like do more outside of myself or like, I don't have within me what I need. Let me go get that validation get rid of that as fast as you can learn the business skills like you said and then and then you'll hopefully get at a place get to a point where you do make that ten thousand dollars every month and now look you have ten thousand dollars per month you can go buy whatever camera you freaking want you can go get whatever certification you want but if you have spent hundred thousand dollars on your business without making that much money on your business it's it's hard to say you have a business and you probably more likely just have a hobby that's like costing you a lot of money. So I love that you say that.
0: Yeah, it's so it's so accurate, isn't it? And I, I was guilty. I oh man, every time I thought yeah. not getting clients, I'd upgrade my lenses, like as <laughs> if that would make a difference. Half the time, people didn't even know what the lens looks like. You know, it's it's completely irrelevant. Or I'd do a photography course, like maybe it's my lighting. Maybe my lighting's not right. Maybe I need a new software to um, do my editing but really i needed to understand how to get clients the marketing the how to nurture my clients my pricing what what it looked like on the inside rather than you know it was never about the skill and then once you have this business foundation and it was the same when i moved into coaching i was like i'm not a certified coach i don't have nlp training i was like do i go and spend six grand for nlp training or Do I use all of the skills I've had for the last 15 years in business that kept me and my husband alive for 15 years and then invest in a coach to teach me how to make a business from coaching? Like, I think we can get ourselves so caught up and I like to call it procrastinate learning and I'm sure we've all got those. PDFs, downloads that we've saved on our phone, just in case we need another PDF download on <laughs> how to do yes. something, you know, how to warm up the bath in a doula birth, home birth or something, you know. Um, but I love that you say that. So what I'd love to go ask you now is, what do you find the most challenging for your people when, cause I know you're working with the B 2 B2B space now, what do you find comes up a lot for them when they're trying to you know they may have been doing the one-to-one service and they're looking for the passive income and they're looking for the leveraged income what do you find some challenges that come up for your people and how do you help them through that
1: yeah okay very easily i think the number one thing is people are looking for immediate success (laughs) people try something for one week and if it's not working if if they're posting on Instagram every day for one week and they don't automatically double their followers, they g- reflect it back on themselves. I'm not enough. My content's not enough. People don't actually like me. What am I even doing? I'm wasting all my money. I'm just going to quit. And so I actually really love to tell my students from day one, it's it's not about making the money at the beginning. It's about getting the reps in. Your first email is going to suck. Your first hundred emails are going to suck. Your first hundred Instagram posts are going to suck compared to where you get, but you can't get to 101, 102, 500, unless you get through those first hundred really crappy emails or social posts or product launches or whatever it is. So- I I like to just remind people that we're not in this for immediate success. We are in this for the long game. We are in this. So I I work with a lot of people who are pregnant or have newborns. And I say, we're in this. So when our kids are in middle school and high school, we can be home and they can see their mom running a kick-ass business and just doing all these amazing things. And if we give up before we get there, we're not going to be able to show our our daughters and our children what it looks like to actually – you know, be the boss of your own life and and work for yourself and do what you want and and not just go work in corporate or work a nine to five and come home all stressed and sad and so that's what I say is just it is a long game it is absolutely a long game if you're looking around on social media and you think someone had immediate success I promise you it's not like that um, and to be honest there's a lot of things that actually really suck with immediate success. Um, And a lot of times it can be really stressful and really almost traumatic and life-changing to have to catch up that way. So instead of wishing you were somewhere different than you are now, I would way rather see my students appreciating where they are now. And I know that sounds ridiculous, especially coming from someone who is, has done the thing, who is making the $10,000 per month. You know, you hate someone like that to look at you and be like, it's You know, $10,000 isn't all that great. You're like, yeah, shut up. Like, yeah, right. You're saying (laughs) that because you're there. But something else I tell my students is like, so uh, my Instagram following is pretty large. That's great in some ways, but really horrible in some ways. I can't actually create a connection with all of my followers at all. I'm very removed now. People come to my account and they just assume that I'm not human. They assume I'm some like influencer which is hilarious because I'm literally just like working in my pajamas most of the time, like with the TV on eating some like nachos, like I'm literally (laughs) just a normal human. Um, But the benefit of being small and starting from scratch is that you can have those conversations with every single one of your audience members. You can grow slow and create a, a very aligned business without, without, Maybe pouring your whole life into an offer that you actually hate and then you re- you wish you never even made that offer. So there are so many beautiful things about, about starting slow and starting small. And mm-hmm. I just want to remind people to appreciate those things too because if I look back, I didn't appreciate some of those things and I didn't take advantage of some of those things like making real personal connections with all of my followers, et cetera. And now I'm at a point where it's a little bit too late. But there's a little bit too many. I've hired out my my DMs, so I'm not even in my DMs anymore. And so, yeah, just find find the blessing and find the the positive from where you are now. And then always remember it's a long game. We don't want success tomorrow. We want success a year from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now.
0: Yeah. Oh, you just, I love how we just have the exact same messages. Cause it's funny that you say that. Cause I often say to people when you're starting these things, it's like, imagine if you opened your front door to your house and a hundred people were standing at your door. Could, are you set up? Have you got a hundred seats in your house? Probably not when you're first, you know, starting out, I like to think of the business as your home and you know, getting two people in that you can love and nurture and talk to and you're learning from them constantly, you know, you're flexing those muscles, but everybody wants that overnight success, you know, everybody wants to feel like they have, I feel like there's so much pressure on, um, you know, the Instagram numbers, like I wish they didn't even have the numbers of followers really,
1: but there's can that pressure. Something? I wanted to make a post about this. I, in the last, since the beginning of the year, I've like lost like 500 followers and I've made more money than I've ever made in my business. Like I've literally (laughs) lost followers and made more money. And if that doesn't show like how ridiculous that number is, I don't know what else does, but it is, yeah, you're right. It's absolutely not about the followers. It's a silly metric. It's a silly metric that new people chase because they don't quite know what actually matters yet.
0: Yeah, and it's so interesting because I was really embarrassed about putting my link to my original um, photography page because I'm doing photography coaching now. And I was like, I can't put my link to my my photography page because there's 452 followers on the Instagram. Like, And then I looked back and I thought, Liz, that is ridiculous. You made enough money for 10 years in this tiny town with 450 followers like hallelujah that's incredible you didn't need a huge instagram account to support your family your kids while they were little and work from home with a huge number so now i'm proudly like i'm like yeah go check out my photography business there's 452 i think there's a few creeping on me now but I'm not even using it like i'm not sharing on it or anything like that but it's sitting there as a reflection on your numbers don't matter like i had a successful business with that and on facebook i think as like 1500 like it was irrelevant because i had these other products other services other like i nurtured the ones i had so the numbers really hard and one thing i i always say to my clients when they get themselves caught up about this i'm like When you go to somebody's account, there's this little, the three little dots at the top. I said, I want you to go and click on that. And it says about this account. And in that, oftentimes it says when the account started. So like I said to one of them recently, I was like, okay, so go and have a look at her. The one that you're comparing your entire life to right now. You go and have a look. And yeah, she's a mega millionaire now, but she started in 2008. Like, what are we now? 2023? And I'm like, you've got to be realistic. They, you know, that old saying: don't, don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 25 or whatever it is, you know, you don't know the history of that business. And as you said, it's like, yes, you could get quick followers, but that doesn't mean that they're all paying you. You can have, I, I, a couple of years ago when I first got online. So I went, I was never really online. I would say that 100%, obviously, by my Instagram account. <laughs> um, but when I went into e commerce, this is when I got caught up in the whole, oh my gosh, you have to have 20,000 followers. And I went down that rabbit hole of like, how am I ever going to grow that account? And then I met some people, huge influencers in Australia, like massive. They had a community of 50,000 on Instagram. They were always seen to be doing stuff like, they didn't make any money. Like when I learned about their business, they really weren't making, they were lucky to make a hundred grand a year. And I was like, wow, like that was such an eye opener for me. So I just love that you say that to people, just, you know, start small. Don't think about the hundred people arriving at your doorstep. Cause if you can't support hundred people in your program, all you're going to do is burn yourself out. All you're going to do, if you can't, if you create a product, And you can't manufacture, like some people, you know, they create albums and want to sell all these extra things. But I'm like, if you can't manufacture a hundred albums, don't try and sell them, try and sell two. Like, (laughs) So I just love that you say that.
1: Yes. And it goes with like offers too. Like I tell my students, if you're creating, if you're launching a course, again, the goal is not to make. 50 sales. The goal is not even to make 10 sales. Like the goal is to do the thing. The goal is to launch the course. Cause even if you sell zero, we now have a baseline and you're my students. So I know you have a coach who's awesome. <laughs> so you can come <laughs> to me, bring me the debrief and let's figure out why it didn't work. Right. And yeah, we got to start somewhere. And from after that business is really quite literally mathematics. It's yes. analytical You can literally pinpoint what's not working and change it and try again and do the same thing over and over and eventually it's going to work. So, um, I I love Gary V. Gary V. talks about this a lot where it's it's about quantity, especially in the beginning. You just got to pump out all that stuff because you don't know what's working yet. So, uh, I like to tell my new students if you're launching a new offer like live launch model. Let's plan to launch it three times in the first six months or four times in the first six months. And let's just plan for that. And let's just plan to tweak little things every single time. And again, the goal is just to do the thing. The money and the students will come if you just do the thing over and over and tweak it and just get better and better.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's definitely like going to the gym and wanting abs the next day, like 50 (laughs) sit-ups. Why don't I have abs the next day? It's 100% like that. And I know when you're transitioning and I find, and you might find this too, if they have had a successful business up until this point. So I work with established photographers who want to build leveraged income. So they've done the service business. They've got a really solid brand and they've got clients coming regularly, but they just wanna be able to, you know, go on holidays and still make an income, but they haven't quite made that transition. So I'm talking to people who have been established and then they have to start again. And I'm like, remember what it felt like when you didn't have that first client. Remember how hard that felt it could be 10 years ago. And how horrible and icky well this is just a new transition this is a new part you have to give yourself grace you have to you don't know what's going to work straight away you don't know um, how it's going to evolve what your emails as you said 100 sucky emails and then you might crack the code and all of a sudden you get responses and you're like wow okay it took that much effort but so much of business is trial and error isn't it and working out Okay, that didn't work. Let's try again. You know, those we have to keep trying and putting things out there.
1: Yeah. And you know, something that happened in my business when I created my very first like childbirth course for moms, I poured so much into it. I poured so much into it. I thought I had to create like this perfect perfect audio, perfect video, makeup, bright lights, everything. It was eight hours of, of content. And actually I realized that I would have been so much better off creating something small and figuring out how to like read a script without sounding like I'm reading a script, how to actually serve my students. And like, just, I could have done it in a way better direction, but I was trying to be someone else. I was trying to be Amy Porterfield with the $10 million team and so it's actually really funny. Like, I wish I started small. I wish I started probably just live on Zoom not pre-recorded anything because now I look back and I have this amazing course with amazing content in it, but the quality it, it it's, I'm trying to fake it. Mm. And now I realize, to be honest, my students don't care what the videos look like at all. They don't care what I look like. They, they don't care if my daughter's breastfeeding while I'm teaching. They actually kind of like it that sometimes cause it's, it's real, Um, And so honestly, to be honest, my business has gotten easier and easier and easier. My $250,000 launch was way easier than my very first $10,000 launch, which sounds crazy. And it sounds like I'm bullshitting you, but I promise you it's the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's that evolution, isn't it? And, and that's what we talked about initially was that once we stretch that muscle and once we get out of that comfort zone and we get the evidence that it's going to work, it's incredible how quickly we, you know, we stop, we have more trust in ourselves and what we're doing. And we're like, and we also get into that, whatever kind of mentality, you either like it or you don't. And if you want to be in my world, this is what it looks like. And trying not to fit into other people's processes and other people's way of doing things because there's millions of people on this earth and I'm sure you've got hundreds of doula educators out there or birth worker educators, like photographers, every second person was a photographer. And, but knowing that if you do it your way, you're going to connect with the right person at the right time. Cause there's also nothing worse than having the wrong people in your audience like that are demanding or you know, don't have that connection. And I think when we really humanize our brand and we humanize who we are and what we do, and this is what we stand for, all of a sudden the floodgates open because people are interested in your story and what you've done. And then they're like, oh, I can really connect with Kylie. That's amazing. I get her. I would rather go to her than You know, there's always going to be the Amy Porterfields that attract these people. And there's always going to be this person that attracts that person. Everybody is different. But if you, it becomes so much easier when you just be yourself, show up how you want to show up. If you don't want to show up, don't show up, get some ads going, whatever it looks like. Um, But I, I fully love that you say that, that it's gotten easier as you've gotten further along.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It has. And you know, I, if I had to attribute my growth, I I did grow pretty fast on social media, like to give you numbers, maybe 10,000 in the first 12 months, which is very hard. Actually. It took a lot of work. I did three posts per day. I busted out a bunch of content, but that's not what helped. What helped was that I was shameless. I said really triggering things, but I said it from a place of love, not from a place of just trying to be triggering. And people really resonated with that. There weren't a lot of people speaking their mind on on social media in the birth community back then. And actually now you look and it's like every other person is (laughs) is creating that like viral type of triggering content, which is fantastic because moms need to hear it, to be honest. But yeah, me just being myself and being shameless is absolutely what helped grow my account. That's what separated me from the other accounts that were just very status quo type of content.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Well, Kylie, I could talk to you all day because I feel like we just have this incredible parallel businesses for, you know, the birth workers and the photographers and anybody else that is really, that has a service business and they're struggling. You know, we want to go on holidays with our kids. We want to be able to pick the kids up from school and have this freedom and be able to work our own own hours and create. We still want to have an income, but love our business. So I feel like this has been such a great conversation to hear it, I preach it from the from the rooftops every day, like <laughs> creating income streams so that you don't have to do the service, you can choose when you do the service. So I just find it so wonderful that you are doing the same thing for a different industry, a different type of service, um, but you still have the same values, the same concepts, the same, attitude towards it. So is there anything um, you can leave us with some words of wisdom on, you know, how people can even just get started in thinking about this?
1: Yeah, I absolutely love it. You know, I think, I think let's make this year, 2023, the year of simplicity and let's not try and create something that takes us many years to create. And I guess I kind of kind of touched on that a little bit. Why don't you start off with a, an ebook or a live workshop or something like that? I especially love live workshops because you can literally just go on Zoom and click record and invite your people, charge them some money. You like don't even need a slide deck. You don't even need a PDF handout. You don't even have to go to Canva if you don't want. So instead of trying to create some some really huge resource and trying to like copy what other people are doing because you think that's how it has to be, quote unquote, has to be, Let's just ask yourself, how do you make this as simple as possible? And of course, going for that low-hanging fruit because maybe once you have a little bit of success with that one thing, that's the that's the fire under your ass that you need to then go create that, that bigger and better thing. Just go for that low-hanging fruit and make it easy for yourself. <laughs> love it.
0: I love it. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect way to end this episode. So Kylie, where can people connect with you? I'm going to put it all awesome. in the show notes, but just tell us where you love hanging out.
1: Thank you. Yeah. You can find me on the Birthworker podcast. It's a podcast for birth workers, but to be 100% honest, we actually have people in every single one of our programs who aren't birth workers. We have gardeners and people who do homeschooling education. And so if you are interested in growing your business at all, or if you just want to hear how I've grown mine, just check out the Birthworker podcast, anywhere you're listening to podcasts or go to birthworkerpodcast.com.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I know it's late where you are. It's morning where I am. So have an incredible night. And um, thank you so much, Kylie. I've loved this conversation. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of the Freedom Boss podcast. I hope you love this episode and got lots out of it. If you want to share this episode, please do over on Instagram and make sure you tag me at bossmotive underscore Liz dot Morris. And don't forget, I've got heaps of helpful resources available on my website over at bossmotive.com. I'd love to hear from you, so please don't be a stranger. Reach out, let's connect. My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. So I will see you over there very soon. Have an amazing week and I'll be back in your ears again soon. Take care.